Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome to Always Hungry from iHeartRadio. My name is Bobby Flay, and I'm here with my daughter and co-host. I'm Sophie Flay. And on Always Hungry, Sophie and I gather around my stove to cook together. Well, you cook, I ask the questions and eat the food. If there's any food left, we come to the table together to share a meal, connect as a family, and tell the stories that matter to us. All right, so this is something we have not done together for a while, but we have a history in doing it, and that is? Yes, today we are talking about our travel history. I know. I feel like it kind of shaped who you are as a person today. And our relationship. It is. Oh, you, oh okay. I like it. You're getting deep. Okay, well, that, that's the end of that. <laughs> okay, what are we making here? So, I mean, one of my favorite things about our relationship is that I got an opportunity to watch you discover some, like, really amazing food moments in different places in the world. You know, France, Italy, Spain... Ireland, London, you know. And obviously you get different things in different places. So I'm just going to put together a little bit of like a, like a tasting plate, some cured meats, like prosciutto from Italy, obviously, uh, a serrano style ham from Spain, and then I'm going to pop open some oysters 
Um, but, but I'm going to teach you how to make something really easy. Do you know what mignonette is? Yeah, of course. I love mignonette. Okay. What? Wow. I eat a lot of oysters. I, I love know, mignonette. I know. Do, you, do you know how to make it? I've never made it myself, but it's... What do you think it is? It's vinegar, some onion, I don't know, maybe like some herbs. Like you ever put like parsley or anything in it? Well, well cla- parsley, cl- classically, it's red wine vinegar. Okay. Finely diced shallots. Oh. Right? Right. Oh, God, I love shallots. Yeah, I have some here. And black pepper. Oh. And then sometimes like... Like at Bar American, we did a min- mignonette, so we put fresh mint in. I like to okay. put tarragon in it because I like it with shellfish. Oh, yum. So, do we have any tarragon? Oh, we do. Okay. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finally chop up the, the shallot. I mean, it's basically like a... I mean, it's, it's like... Let's put it this way. It's like red wine vinegar with a little flavor in it. That's basically the idea. And the, and the whole idea is to serve with oysters so that it just kind of enhances the brininess of the oysters. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's... Amori? <laughs> what is that about? What are you, why are you singing? Don't sing. I love you to death. Don't sing. Oh, my gosh. Are you in the mood of... What are you trying, what I was are you trying to trying say? I'm trying to transport myself to Rome like you do every 10 minutes. What do you mean? I'm there. Oh, my gosh. You wish. Okay, so I think this is a really good time for us to talk about, you know, our travel history, both together and not together. <laughs> um, it's although pretty we, extensive. But we've traveled together a lot. Yes. Like it's, it's one of the things that I'm so glad that, well, that I decided to do <laughs> with, with you when you were old enough. The first time that you and I went out of the country together was, <clears throat> you were very young. I think you were five, four, no. No. Six, seven? Six or seven. So Tyler Florence who is, you know, I've known forever, you know, great chef in San Francisco and I've been on the Food Network for a long time. Just a great guy. He was, he rented a house in the South of France. It sounds so fancy and really it is. <laughs> but he, he rented a house in the South of France and said to me, like, I'm going with my girlfriend and I'm taking Miles, his son, and um, I would love for you and, and, and Sophie to come. So we went, we went and... It was lovely. I mean, the south of France is just an, you know, it's an amazing place. You don't remember it, but, you know, it's like, like it all smells like lavender. It really does. It, I mean, it's, you know, and you go to like the local, you know, market and you buy food. We cooked so much. and Yeah, the markets there are amazing. Yeah. And the, one, of the, one of the things I really remember from that trip was you hurt yourself. You cut yourself with a bread knife. I don't know. I'm not even sure what you were doing with a bread knife in your hand. But, but like, it was like this delayed crying because like you didn't know that you hurt yourself and then you saw like, you started to bleed from, from the serrated knife. Yeah, I don't knife. even think it hurt. I just was just And then it shocked. was just, yeah, it was like a delayed, I wanted to kill myself because <laughs> I felt so badly. But, but anyway, we had a nice time <laughs> in South of France. But like, you, I mean, you barely remember that. I mean, I barely remember it, but now like I'm sure you barely remember it. But, yeah. But then when you were like 11 or 12, I was like, it's time for me to take her to some fun places that, like, I think, I think it's really important to bring young people, to expose them to as much as you can. And that can mean anything. In, in my case, because I'm so interested in food because of what I do for a living and what it's meant to my life, that I, I like going places based on, you know, what food and ingredients are available. 
So I started with the classic with you, and I took you to Paris. And you looked like a little French girl, like with a beret. I was literally wearing a beret. I know. You were wearing a beret. Like you were so excited you wanted to wear a beret. And I I have a picture of you in front of the Eiffel Tower. All you needed was like a baguette in your hands. Yeah, that picture needs to be locked away. I know. It's a good one. It's so good. I mean, but it's it's like classic you, you know. And, you know, we, we, we walked around a lot. We saw a lot of the city. But really what we did was we ate a lot of shellfish. And a lot of chocolate. Oh, yes, exactly. A lot of chocolate. We went to the chocolate shops in Paris, mm-hmm. and we went to a lot of bistros and brasseries and ate like Plateaus de Fruits de Mer, which is like just like these big giant towers of, of shellfish, like lobster and, and you know, mollusks, mollusks, like oysters and clams and mussels and you know, shrimp and prawns and ugh, crab. It just went on forever. And literally, that was the beginning of your love for that kind of food. Well, I mean, I've always kind of liked shellfish, though. I know, but like you hadn't eaten it in Paris on a plateau de Frida Mer. Like, <laughs> like you were, you were like you you were totally into it, and like, and then you know when I opened Bar American, we had these plateaus of of shellfish, and like you would literally sit there alone by yourself <laughs> and eat a tower of shellfish and some profiteroles. I mean, it was like I know, nuts. I know, it's crazy. And speaking of Paris, I'm, I still to this day have had my, my favorite meal of all time there. Tell me about it. I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but I'm sure you'll remember it. It was, it was called L'Atelier. Okay. It's, 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 it was jo, it's Joel Robuchon's more casual, although it's not casual, casual. No, it's I mean, it's, it's pretty beautiful. upscale. But Joel, Joel Robuchon is one of the great fresh French chefs in history. And his restaurants, his high-end restaurants were very, 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 very high-end. And so this was his sort of attempt at being more casual. But, and, and it was um, more than his, you know, his three-star big-time Michelin restaurants. It was like a bar almost, right? Well, it's a- Like it, a counter, it's not a, a bar. It's, but. They call it like the food counter. There were, there's a couple of tables around the outskirts, but basically you eat at the bar. I love that. Yeah, I love eat, eating at a counter. I love eating at a bar. I would always rather do that than sit at a table. Always, well, unless it's like a like a lounge sort yeah, of. Yeah, no, no, bar but, eating is great, but but the, but this is like they don't consider that a bar. They consider it like the food counter. Right. Okay. So for that <laughs> meal, I mean, I'm sure you remember this, but we had blue lobster, which I had never had before. Do you know where they? You know where they really come from? No, they come from Brittany, which is you know. It's a it's a it's a place in France that's very close to England. Okay, and then <laughs> the star of the show, in but my bl- opinion, but, but blue lobsters are really rare. That's right. why they're so expensive. Right. the The star of the show, in my opinion, was these langoustine dumplings. Right. I mean. Oh, the food there is sick. But and but that trip was the first time I'd ever heard of langoustine, and I absolutely <laughs> fell in love. You with You were it. eleven. I know. <laughs> fell in love with it. Yeah. I mean. Yep. And, and, and frankly, I did want to give you some culture. So I took you to the Louvre and we saw two things. We saw the, uh, the Venus de Milo and we saw the Mona Lisa and that was it. I mean, because like you're 11 years old, like how much time do you really want to spend in a museum? Right. I mean, so I, I, I let you see the classics and then we went to uh, lunch <laughs> and we ate French fries and, 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 <laughs> and shellfish. Yeah, exactly. Basically for the whole trip. Oh my gosh, I wish I had those pictures. I don't, really, I don't think I have any pictures left. But you know, the great thing about those big towers of shellfish is like, it's like a free-for-all. There's a place in, what's the part of Paris? I forget what the neighborhood is called. Anyway, there's a, there's a restaurant called Pied de Cochon. 
Okay. Which is three little pigs. And I, I think it's a 24-hour brasserie, you know, where you can get like steak frites and you get like, um, you know, you get steak frites and you get like, uh, you know, lots of, you know, you know, towers of shellfish and French fries and things like that. You eat the classics and stuff like that. And there's actually a, my favorite kitchen store in, in Paris is right there. It's called De Hilleran. And every time I'm in Paris, I stop by there and I always buy something either for myself or as a gift or both. <laughs> and we, we got stuck in Paris a couple of years ago on our way to the Amalfi Coast. Stuck in Paris is really not even a phrase anybody should air. No. But, but that's what happened. We, <clears throat> our flight got delayed, whatever. We had to stay in Paris for, you know, one day. And we went to Pierre Cochon and we bought a bunch of, we bought a bunch of like beautiful copper pans and we brought them as gifts to the people of Scolio and, and, and Amalfi that they cooked with. So it was, you know, that's, you know, that's, it's, it's one of the beauties of, of, of a town like that. It's like it has so much to offer in so many directions. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. 
the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Finally dice some shallots. I love shallots. Yeah, they're great. I mean, the, the one thing about shallots are they're, they're just a little bit sweeter than an onion. Um, they're less harsh. <laughs> one of my favorite quarantine tweets, I forget who it was, but it was like, <laughs> why didn't anyone ever tell me about shallots? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, good stuff. So basically, all you're doing is putting the shallots in the bowl, some black pepper, and then some red wine vinegar. Want some tarragon in there? Sure. Okay. A little bit of tarragon. How do you describe tarragon flavor? Licorice. Yep. It's got that anise flavor. Yeah, licorice Not a lot of people like tarragon. Oh, I like tarragon. Yeah, I-, I But I, I also like fennel. You do? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't like fennel. But I like tarragon when it comes to like I like it in, in shellfish. Lobster, crab, mm-hmm. oysters. Yes. Things like that. Things that are rich. Okay. And that's our mignonette. I mean, it's literally just a handful of ingredients. Yeah, mean? it's like a little purple. Yeah, does that... So what you do is, you, like, obviously it's acidic. Yum. But you get the crunch from the onion and the sweetness of the onion. And then a little bit of pepperiness from the pepper. And then some brightness and some like licorice flavor from the from the um, tarragon. It's yes. such an easy sauce. I mean, it is. It's it's great. I could um, like drink mignonette. I love vinegar so much. Do you? Yes. We then went to Rome. It was our second trip. I mean, we we really did the classic European cities. Yeah. One after the other. Like each year, we'd go just just the two of us. Right. 
And, you know, we ate, I mean, a lot of pizza, a lot of pasta. You got really into prosciutto. Like, you're, you're, like you like cured ham. You like a cured ham. I love a cured ham. Oh, my God, I love a cured ham. Yeah, and we ate, we, oh, my God, we ate so much pizza. Oh, my gosh, so much pizza. And we stayed at this uh, hotel called Hotel d'Inglaterra, which is, like, right near the Spanish Steps. And actually, it's the first, I, when I, I guess it was the first time I went to Rome, I was with your mom. And it was a really, I mean, we had, we had a really great time there. It was actually when Princess Diana was killed in that car accident. I mean, everybody remembers where they were when that happened. Right. And we were, we were in Rome, actually. And you were at home with your, with your grandmother. And, and we stayed at this hotel. We, uh, we, we stayed at that hotel. And then the first time I took you there, we stayed there as well. Yeah. It's a really adorable place. And they have that cute little bar. That bar, it's like... It's like petite. You, 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 like Ernest Hemingway is going to walk in any minute. Right. It's so beautiful. It's like tiny. I mean, it could fit like five people in it. But it's so beautifully appointed. And you just want to drink a cocktail there. And there's like a picture of me, like 12 years old, sitting at that bar wearing the ugliest headband that's ever existed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. And then I went to Barcelona. Was that next? Yeah, Barcelona was next. Barcelona. Oh, I loved Barcelona. I, I watched you fall in love with Serrano Ham in Barcelona. Yes. Barcelona was like you could not get enough of it. I had to take you to all these ham bars. Was <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, well, you know, it's part of, when I say ham bars, it's like, like I remember I remember coming home and being like, "Mom, you're never going to believe what I had. This ham is so good." I like thought I discovered it. I was like, "You you will you won't believe this ham." Well, we're just going to go with the fact that you did discover Serrano <laughs> okay. ham. Okay, sure. So, so Serrano ham, really good quality Serrano ham is is made with pigs, black-footed pigs that are a special breed of pig and they, they feed them one thing. Do you know this story? No. They feed them acorns. Oh, I do know this story, yes. Yep. That's sort of the, the hallmark so funny. Of, of delicious Serrano ham and then of course it's cured and then sliced thin. Like you go, you go to any like really good tapas bar in, in, in Spain, anywhere, and you'll see, you know, you'll see like the leg of the ham like on this, in this sort of brace almost. And, they, and then the, you know, the, the sort of, the person behind the, the counter is, you know, almost always a, an amazing expert at slicing the ham like paper thin and, you know, just enough little fat on the edges and like the beautiful cured ham running through it. Like Serrano, Serrano ham, as opposed to prosciutto, prosciutto is, is it's, it's a lot sort of lighter in, in sort of in its flavor and also in its texture. Serrano ham has, a, has more density to it. It's got a little bit more chew to it. I mean, I like them both. I don't like one more than the other. I think that they're both fantastic. I also remember we went to we went to this cool little bar that I believe we were in Spain, and it was I'm gonna butcher I'm gonna butcher this, but I I don't like it. It, it was um, a lot of preserved yes. seafood. Yes. Or shellfish. Yeah. No. You know what it is? What is that? It's. You were, you were actually older when we went to Barcelona. You might have been 17 or 16, maybe? 15? Yeah, I feel like that was after we went to London. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Maybe you were 16 at that point. Yes, it's called, it's something with a Q, the, the bar, and they have a lot of tinned shellfish. Tinned shellfish, yep. And fish, like tuna, 
anchovies, sardines. Which I really like now, but yeah. I was not, I, I, I couldn't do it. I know. I remember you, were not, you weren't into it. No. But it's, it's, a, it's a part of the culture there. Mm-hmm. You know, this like- Because um, it's delicious. You know, food in tins. Yes. You know, which is kind of a funny idea when you think about it, but you're talking about spectacular quality. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, you know, it's preserved basically. Right. And people stand at the bars and they open these tins of this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, it's like eating, it's like that, that, that kind of version of tapas. The other thing that's really, really big in Barcelona is gin and tonics. Really? Yes, gin and tonic, it, 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 I mean, it just sounds like a London thing, you know, but gin and tonic in Barcelona is a thing. It's a culture. There's, there's actually a place called Bobby's. I think we went where they have like this huge, no, I didn't know, you and I didn't go, I went, I went there with Lawrence. They have like this, you know, they have menus of different kinds of gin and tonics mm, that, you can, that, you can, that you can order. Like different kinds of gins, different flavored gins, different flavored tonics, et cetera. But gin and tonics are, are definitely a big part of the, the cocktail culture in, in Barcelona. Oh, when we went to La Bocaria. Well, the Boca, oh yeah, so the market, which is, Spectacular. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, I love markets like that, like where you can, where you can like, you're not just buying fruits and vegetables, like you're, you're going and sitting and eating and stuff like that. I went, to, I went there with Lawrence as well, and the entire Naples soccer team was sitting next no, to me. No, I was there with Oh, you. you were there? Yes. Oh, my God, that was crazy. Oh, you, okay, that was you. Yes. Okay. Wasn't that nuts? That was crazy. Yeah. We were so, oh, my God. We were so blown away. I know. <laughs> it was so cool. It was kind of crazy. I remember telling Jada about it, and she was like, oh, yeah, my cousin owns a team or something. Like, it, like <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. well, she's, you know, she's an Italian royalty. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I mean, that, but like, you know, you would sit down and, you know, they, and, and, and also in, 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 in Barcelona, in Spain in general, the, the aroma of things frying is everywhere mm-hmm. because the art of deep frying is an art. In Spain, and so like you'll go to you go to what you go to the market like the Bocaria, and you'll sit down at one of these stalls, and they're like frying squid and cuttlefish and um, oh yeah, and the shrimp, cuttlefish. yep, and like and artichokes and mushrooms and like the it's like deep frying is you know in in America we think of deep frying as like oh you know you're you're deep frying, you know, fried fish or fried chicken, or and it's really heavy and this and that. In Spain, like they they fry it so expertly, like it's not even that heavy. It's like like just perfectly fried because of the temperature, the kind of oil that they're using. Yeah, it's 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 really an art. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. 
Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing. Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. We did go to Ireland as well. Yes. Which you hate that story, but... <laughs> well, I mean, 
you know, we, we tried lots of different things. I mean, and, you know, Ireland, I have to say that Ireland has, it's, it's gotten a lot better, but the reputation for its food has not been great. Right. And the ingredients in, in Ireland are amazing. I mean, you think about all the beautiful fish and the game and the, and the, and the game birds and, and, and things like that that are there. And it's really spectacular. And the chefs in Ireland are fantastic. I will tell you, like, you know, I remember we, you and I actually had, where were we? Maybe the Shelbourne Hotel Ireland, in Dublin. I don't remember. It was so long ago for yeah, me. I don't remember. Yeah, so long ago. But the, but, but, the, but the really well-known story about you is I made you try blood, blood sausage for the first time and you were, like, not happy about it. Well, because you made me try it for the first time. I didn't like the idea that it was pig's blood and you made me try it on camera. So I, I couldn't I mean, say no. Who cares about the camera? I because like, I couldn't say no. That was the thing. I couldn't, it, it wasn't like I could leisurely decide, okay, I will give this a try. It was, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exposing you, Sophie. Okay, everyone has their own pace. Um, okay. But speaking of Ireland, um, do you remember when we went to that, we went to this, this guy's house who I guess is like, an amazing smoked salmon maker. Okay, absolutely. You remember this? Oh, of course. I, that, I will never forget that smell of him opening the door to, I mean, what is it, a freezer? Smokehouse. Oh, a smokehouse, okay. <laughs> they, I will never just forget for the, record, the smell. They smoke fish <laughs> I will never smokehouses. <laughs> I will never forget the smell when he opened the door to that smokehouse. Yeah. It was spectacular. And it's intense. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I mean, you can, you could like stop breathing. It's, no, no. It's what so would happen? I mean, you get really nauseous from it. Like when I say nauseous, I mean like like you get lightheaded. Yes, because it's like very smoky in there. So you have to like give it a second and get, and let your body acclimate. It can be really really hard. But yes, the, so he had this. He had all those salmon just smoking. You know, they they were, they were hanging. Yeah, you know, and they and each side was hanging, and they were just like they were just being surrounded by this billowing smoke. And I said to him, "What do you put on? What do you cure the salmon with?" And he's like, "Salt." <laughs> I was like, "What else?" Like, Nothing. Wow. He's like, "I just let the salmon be incredible, and I used X kind of wood. I don't know if it was alder wood. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a beautiful. And he, this is the guy that would sell salmon." <clears throat> to all the top chefs in the UK and mm-hmm. Ireland. Like, everybody bought his salmon. Mm-hmm. I forget his name. I have to look it up. And then we were there while the World Cup was happening, and Argentina won a game. And I... Sw- Wait, maybe that wasn't in Ireland. Maybe we were in London. No, I think we were in Ireland. And the streets were flooded with, like, light blue jerseys, yeah. which is funny, but it was, like, an amazing experience. Well, you realize, you realize like the World Cup has now become so popular in the United States when it's happening. You can see people really paying attention to it right. more than ever before. But it's nothing compared to what's going on overseas. Right. I mean, it's insanity. And you taught me how to bet there. Yeah, we went to some, we went to some like, you can walk into the bookmaker shops. books, yeah. yeah. Exactly. We were betting, I mean, that's right, we were betting on soccer. Yes, on the World Cup. I'm sure we lost. Okay. Want me to pop up an oyster? Yeah. Too? Okay. Have you done this before? No, I've never done it. It's not easy. It's one of those things that- It's easy that, to hurt yourself, isn't it? it yeah, you can. Um, it's- it's um, Beautiful. Um, Got a little around the world plate happening It's here. one of those things that, like again, like this is something if you do it every day, you, like you, you get really fast at it. Right. Like you see like, uh, there was a, there was a, I was actually, I'm gonna totally name drop right now, but I was at a party, um, a dinner party where, where Bradley Cooper was. 
Bradley Cooper was at this dinner party, and I was talking to him about this. I had seen the first time I had met him. I had went to the premiere of that movie called um, Chef. No. Oh. Was it cooked? No. I have to look it up. Something like that, where he plays a chef. Yeah. And in the very first, one of the best scenes of the whole movie was the. Oh, it's called Burnt. 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 And one of the one of the one of the best scenes of the whole movie was in the very beginning where it shows him like being like a, an oyster shucker in Louisiana somewhere. No. And he's like shucking these oysters and he was like, he's like, yeah, I got really good at it. Like, you know, it's like, but one of those things like, right. you know, you, you have to continue to do over and over. So like when we opened Bar American, I was shucking a lot of oysters. <laughs> I remember the very first day, um, one of the best chefs in American history is a guy named Charlie Trotter. He passed away a few years ago. Um, and he came in on the very first day with like 12 of his like staff. What? Yeah, it was, he was so nice, but they ordered like, I, I'm not kidding you, like 12 dozen oysters. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. Cause you have to open them to order, right. you know? So like, it was just like a free for all. And I just remember opening tons of oysters for Charlie and his, and his crew. Oh my gosh. So, but I like, I actually, I like, I like opening oysters. I get into a rhythm doing it. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, is that enough? Yeah, I think that's perfect. Okay. So we have some oysters, we have some serrano ham, and we have uh, some prosciutto, so we can talk a little bit about our travels. And our mignonette. See. Okay, let's talk about London for a second. Ugh, I love it there. Well, how much time did you spend there? I was there for four, I lived there for four months. Four months for yeah. your, for your. Well, I studied abroad, ab- yeah. Your, your abroad program. Yeah, that was really fun. Actually, that was your 21st birthday. I know, which is funny. You were there for your 21st birthday, and I ran the London Marathon during that time, too. Yes. I, I always wanted to run an overseas marathon, and of course, you know, I was, I've always thought about Rome. Uh, just never did it, but like when you, when you got the gig in London, I was like, okay, well, I have to go there because it's your 21st birthday, so I'm definitely going for your birthday. And, and then I was like, oh, wait a second. The London Marathon is like right in that, that in same that week. pocket, mm-hmm. you know? So I started training for the London Marathon. And, you know, I love London as a city. It's such a great city, especially if, well, look, I mean, I don't mind not speaking the language and being in some other country. It's a little more difficult, of course. But, you know, obviously in, in London, we all speak, you know, Americans speak the language. So, so it's just, a, it's a lot easier to get around. And it's a very cosmopolitan city. My favorite place to eat in London Borough Market. Yep. The best. Nothing like it. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's London's version of the, of the Boqueria in, in Barcelona. It's a great market. You can buy all, all kinds of, you know, products, et cetera, produce and, and alike. But then the stalls that you can eat at, like, you don't want to leave. No, I know. I mean, like, the raclette cheese that is just, like, you can smell the raclette cheese, like, just kind of, like, burning off, the, off that heating iron and... Then you slather it on some like toasted bread, and then they have things like amazing like Southeast Asian curries that they're like just the just, Indian food in in London is amazing. Just like all kinds of like, you know, I mean, just beautiful like flavors and aromas like just fill the marketplace. And then like the best fish and chips I've ever had. Right. Yes. You know? I know. I I know exactly what you're talking with, about. We would literally in between classes, if we had like two or three hours, we would like hop on the tube, go to Borough Market, and and sample something from every single like little yeah. stall, and then just go right back to class. No, no, no. And like great oyster bars. 
great oyster you know, bars. Yeah, they're shucking, obviously shucking them open, you know, to order, etc. It, it's really um, it's special to me. Like a perfect day in in London is going to like a fantastic museum for an hour or so, walking along the Thames River, and then winding up and literally eating at the Borough Market for like four hours. No, it's the best. Seriously. It's just so good. Just amazing. Do you think your travels have shaped who you are? For sure. In what way? I think it's, it's taught me to be very open-minded, open to new experience, you know, curious, but, but really open-minded, like just because something might not look appetizing to me doesn't mean I won't try it. You know what I mean? I think it's easy to get turned away by things you're not familiar with. But when you've had certain exposure like that, especially young, then you're not afraid. Oh, I love to hear that. I mean, I, I really think it's like, yeah, I think, that, listen, when you go to another place like that, you just get a different sense of what's available in the world. And I think what it does is it opens your eyes to everything else, not just food, not just, you know, a cool gin and tonic bar, but like just like the fact that like you know that there's other things to discover in the world and it makes you a more adventurous person. Right. And it makes you, as your grandfather hopes for, makes you more interesting. More interesting. <laughs> yep, yep, I heard that one before. Always Hungry is created by Bobby Flay and Sophie Flay. Our executive producer is Christopher Hasiotis. Always Hungry is produced, edited, and mixed by Jonathan Haas Dressler. Always Hungry is engineered by Sophie Flay. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in LA. And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.